Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests and more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Hey, this is the Headbangers Vault. I am the B1 Bomb. And I'm the Smuts. What's up, everyone? Tonight, Schmutz, we got some guests, and we're going to go to the perfect album. Mm. And our guest would be tonight, Mr. Jimmy P. Brown. And, and he has a guest as well. Mr. Larry Farkas, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> yeah. Larry, how are you? Good. How are you guys, man? Good to hear your voice. Good. Good to hear you, man. Jimmy, we're going to let you go first. You're the honored guest, and I know you've told me you have an album that you believe is perfect, and I would probably agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man. When you first hit me up about that, it was so hard to choose, mm-hmm. you know, because there are so many perfect albums within the metal genre and that are just from start to finish those albums that you just don't put down but the first one that came to mind for me was because of obviously my taste in music and everything else it just made sense to me rage for order from queen because it was so different it that album is in a class all its own it's not metal it's not rock you don't know what to call it because <laughs> right. it's, just, it's such an obscure record yeah mm-hmm but it's perfect to me from start to finish. I just love every single song. And I really love the implementation of, of the keys and all the electronics and the electric drums and, and everything that Scott Rockenfield was doing. A lot of people don't realize a lot of that stuff was Scott. Um, I knew that. Yeah, he did a lot of, uh, him and Jeff did a lot of the keys on it. And so to me, just from start to finish, it's just a brilliant album, you know? And I think Tate was probably at his prime mm-hmm, when yeah. he did that and got so high on all that stuff and all the different harmonies. You know, people always bring up Mind Crime and while Mind Crime is a fantastic record, there's mm-hmm. no question. For me, it's, it's going to be rage for me, you know? Yeah, and they had some pretty crazy lyrical content on this too, I guess. Some of them were like the dangers of artificial intelligence and government yes. intrusion, which like, mm. wow, that's way ahead of its time. Okay, yeah. Man. yeah. And you got to figure, that's 1986 yeah. when they did that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty intense for a band to be singing about that. Yeah, especially back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a while ago. It's been a while. For sure. I'm a huge fan of The Whisper. I would have to say this is probably about my favorite song on this album. It's pretty good. I guess these guys had a glam metal kind of gothic rock image when they put this album out. If you look at the photo of these guys, wow. It's absolutely dreadful, actually, their image on this. <laughs> yeah, it don't look good. <laughs> so they got permed hair. And, yeah. Wow. It was the 80s. I think they, they kind of went a little over the top. It, yeah. it almost had a Prince influence. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I guess some of the tracks on here were not used for the album. I think Prophecy was on a B-side for another album. Yeah, in fact, Prophecy was written back during the uh, warning session. Okay. Oh. And they ended up recording it for for great uh, for order, but then it didn't make the cut. Wow. Okay. They also said Rage for Order, the title track, was not included on this album, but it actually morphed into Anarchy X on Operation Minecraft. Yes, exactly. This was another song you requested, Jimmy. Dreaming and Vigil. Yeah. That's a good one. That's such a great song. Now, if you get the remastered version of this album, it's got some other good tracks on here, too. Some live stuff, an acoustic remix. It's, it's probably worth picking that up. Oh, yeah. If, if you don't have it, that's a, that's a good one to get. Yeah. And I know people hated Gonna Get Close to You before. I love that song, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Schmutz, what's your take on Queen Drake? Like I said, it's, it was my first concert ever. Um, I've said this several times on the podcast. Suicidal Tendencies opened up for mm-hmm. Queen Drake, and you were with me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I love Queen Drake. What a, what a bizarre opening band. Absolutely. Suicidal that, opened for the Reich. That was weird, but it worked. Yeah, they had the whole mind crime the whole screens it was incredible man that was an awesome concert yeah it was cool we were pretty excited yeah that was my first concert so that's a pretty good one (laughs) (laughs) what was uh what was suicidal promoting at that time what album did Um, they release uh, lights Lights, camera camera revolution revolution yeah okay gotcha yep that's what they were doing so yeah, they were, they were on MTV a lot right then. They had a big momentum surge going at that time, mm-hmm. and they kind of just dropped off after that. Yeah, now, I like this song right here, "Walk in the Shadows." It's not too bad. Oh, the opening track. Yeah, yeah, the opening track's great. Now, would Larry have anything he'd want to throw into this mix? Does he have an album or a different band? I know he's not a- I know you're not a huge Queen Strike fan. Well, does he have a band or an album or rock or metal album? When I first heard of it, was Queen of the Right, like when they had like an EP. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's when I first heard them, and I was blown away. I thought, oh man, I I was wanting them to lean more toward the heavier, you know, Mm -hmm. fourth side, but they just got a little more progressive. Yeah, which. I mean, it's just phenomenal stuff that they put out over the years, always. I mean, those guys are certainly in a league of their own. Definitely. Their newer stuff is, wow, I don't even know how to describe it, especially their newer album. It was a little different than their previous two. Man, I got to be honest with you, I kind of checked out after Tribes. Yeah, I didn't like Mm. that one either. That one kind of (laughs) sucked. Dang it. Yeah. We didn't say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let the celebration begin with Case and Court. Lisa and her staff provide a wide selection of beer, wine, and spirits at competitive prices. They have everything you need for your next party, get together with friends, or that special occasion. Open Monday through Sunday, so stop by Case and Court. 835 North Main Street, Geneva, Indiana. Now, Schmutz, what do you got? Well, I don't know. I, I, I want these guys to tell me also because, you know, I'm I'm a little more 80s hair thing, and I'm going to go with my first cassette tape that I ever bought in my life. Well, my mom and dad bought it for me. <laughs> I didn't buy it. Bon Jovi, Slipper When Wet. Now that's Slippery a, When Wet? Yes, that's a good album. It's a great album. I don't think people give enough props to the songwriting. I Holy. think that's what... Bon Jovi for me is they're all about songwriting. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, I mean, there's songs not even on the radio that might be better than some songs that are on the radio. That's how awesome this album is. It's a great record, man. It's a, it, there's no question from the production, the songwriting, and the singing, the playing. You just can't go wrong. It's a well done record. Yeah, I love it. So, And let's face it, it doesn't matter where you are. A bar, a club, a oh. church, a parking yeah. lot. Anyway. Uh, you start singing, oh, I'm halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. People start joining Everyone's in. Just singing it. Living on a prayer. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and like, even uh, Wanted Dead or Alive really didn't even chart. No, it didn't. Because yeah. they were just done with the album. You know, they were just done out touring. And the hits and, kept and on And that the thing was huge. And it didn't even really chart. But I want to play a song is one of my favorites. I know what's coming. Without you. I knew this. <laughs> this is the best song on the whole album. I'm telling you right now. Yep. I love this song. Pulling on those old hair strings there. Mm, tell you what, I need it this week, <laughs> my friend. I love it. This is great. It is. That's so good. And I think Desmond Child co-wrote this song. Okay. I did not know that. I'm pretty sure Richard Sambor did not. Is John Bon Jovi and Desmond Child. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm 99.9%. Okay, we'll hold you to it, Schmidt. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) And the original cover... On this album was banned. Oh, that I do know. The original cover was. Yeah, they. I think you still pick it up. In, you, you were able to pick it up in Japan, but that's it. It's probably hmm. a collector's item, I would think. Yeah, that is true. Um, Desmond Child did "Wild in the Streets," "Without Love," and "I Die for You." He co-wrote that with John Bon Jovi. Interesting. So I just looked that up real quick. I did not look that yeah. up before, Jimmy. Yeah. So I knew that. I knew oh, well, that. quite a few songs on there. Yeah. Everyone knows every other song on yeah. that album. I mean, you know, I just want to play that little hidden gem. I also wanted to say there was another song um, right off the top of my head that I cannot remember the name of it that was going to be on Slipper and Wet. But then was on the Disorderly yeah, soundtrack, right. and we played that on the podcast, Edge of a Broken Heart, yes, and that let's, is an awesome song. Let's, let's play, play that. that. Yeah, this yeah, song's awesome. I, yeah, Edge of a Broken Heart was. Yeah. 
And this was on the Disorderlies. Remember that movie, Jimmy? I don't know if you've ever seen it, but had the, the fat boys on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that. But this song was on it, and God, I love this song. I was like, holy crap, this song's awesome. Probably drive home tonight and crank this up. <laughs> Hell's 50 here. I'll, I'll put the windows down. Here you go. Put your tank top on. <laughs> yeah, I might even take my shirt off. Screw it. <laughs> Well, that's good. That would fit with Slipper and Wet. Yeah. And I've heard rumors that Richie could be coming back. Yeah. That's been the talk. They're getting rid of Phil X and bringing Richie back. Huh? They yeah. need to. They should bring Richie back. I mean, he would, him and John were the same. I mean, they were yeah. buddies from the beginning. They were so. definitely a duo that made this band gel. Oh, absolutely. Oh, this is great right here. Here, Schmutz. Here I am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, that's good shit. Getting pumped up now. I am pumped. <laughs> if I had an Amish buggy on the way home, I was probably listening to this song. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of those around here. <laughs> Speaking of getting pumped up, I gotta throw my favorite perfect album. Okay, I, I think I already know yours, isn't it? Somewhere in time. Yes, mm-hmm. my favorite Iron Maiden of all time. I'm with you there, man. That's a good album, start to finish. You can't put it down. When you hear this intro, no, you're good. hooked. I mean, that just hooks you right there, man. I mean, it's so good. Queensryche ripped it off for Eyes of a Stranger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say that, yeah. <laughs> this album had guitar synthesizers as well. Mm. Now, Jimmy, as a guitar player, can you explain what guitar synthesizers are? Well, yeah, it's basically the engine of a synthesizer that would yeah, you'd normally play with a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you hook up what's called a MIDI pickup that's placed in your guitar under the bridge. Mm. And it's basically the same technology that's like for an acoustic guitar, the Piazzo pickup. Okay. And then it, and what it does is it translates uh, your guitar notes to a synthesizer. Now, it doesn't do it as well as a keyboard because obviously the keyboard being directly into the circuit board of a of a of an actual keyboard okay. but it does a fair job and it lets you do some great stuff the guy who introduced it really well and, and was a beast with it and still is to this day is pat Matheny, which hmm. i'm a humongous pat Matheny fan okay okay yeah did not know that I didn't either um yeah learning yeah that's what we do <laughs> on like this it. podcast i like it <laughs> And this album has sold way over 1 million copies in the U.S., and that's probably been years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's probably got, it's got to be more. That, this was such a brilliant record, and I'll never forget going to this tour. And right, you know, they open up with this great music, but then once the lights drop and this starts, it's like the chills just ran up and down my spine, yes. man. Yes, absolutely. Yes, even the... 
songs on this that are not popular are good. Let's play this one. Oh, that's damn, this is good. Oh, uh, Stranger in a Strange yeah. Land? Unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish they'd play this in concert. It would be epic. Oh, man. Bruce Dickinson material was rejected for this album by the rest of the band. He actually wanted to do an acoustic album. What? And they said no. 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 I love Bruce, but I'm glad that they rejected that. Yeah, I'm glad they <laughs> did too. <laughs> And actually, on their tour this year, they're going to play quite a few songs from this album. No, we'll have to see where they're at around us. Love to go to that. Oh, I hope. So. I hope so. I mean, Bruce is sounding better than ever. That's oh, for sure. He's yeah. awesome. I do remember an interview where they talked about waiting years. Bruce wanted to originally call it Golden Years, but because Bowie had a huge hit called Golden Years, mm. they said, no, let's change it to wasted years okay <laughs> that makes a lot of sense it does <laughs> yeah absolutely i gotta play one more because i love this and you also get an education with this song too oh alexander the great baby yeah this is a classic they are playing this on their tour this year that's a, it's a great song you know it's so hard to choose a favorite because i love sea of madness i love having to wait uh, but man, loneliness of a long distance runner, dude. That's that is good. That is a good that one. Is damn good. That is good. Now I'd like to know from Larry what he thinks about Iron Maiden and what album he likes the best. Like Number of the Beast. Um, I've seen him a few times in concert because they did some. You know, back in the eighties, there were a few gigs they did with the Scorpions. Oh, Summer Strut. Yeah, Summer Strut. I'm a huge Scorpion fan, but but yeah, those guys are amazing. I think what isn't it just Steve and Dave are really the only two original guys still left? Didn't Adrian come in like afterwards? Yes, they came back, and then now they're a three guitar duo. Yeah, yeah, with Janet Gears. You know, there's there's a few of those bands out there, and people like the Police. Another great example of nobody sounds like the Police. Well, you got a lot of people that, but nobody sounds like Iron Maiden. They are just such an original sounding fan yeah. you know what I mean yes, like, absolutely. you always know when you Iron Maiden song or something new you go well that's made you can just tell instantly yeah. I don't know absolutely. if it's just a write in and that Egyptian trippy whatever it is that they're into whatever those modes are that they write into but you know yeah. whenever I hear them too I want to ride a horse I don't know why absolutely but yeah such great stuff I mean true metal man I mean, that's for sure it's very true metal that, my first exposure was Dillard's Mm, and mm, man, mm. I went absolutely nuts. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure. I picked up Peace of Mind. I remember I was a kid. I was just like, who's this guy? Paul Deanna was gone. I right. see Bruce Dickinson. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, they've ruined this band. It's over. Ooh, then mm. I put then I put it on, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, Deanna's gone. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's hard to do that, man, to replace it, the lead singer that's so great in signature sound of a band, but... Certainly it, when it's crazy, you know, yeah. A lot of sure. people now don't even know that Bruce Dickinson is not the original lead singer. No, he's not. A lot of Iron Maiden yeah, fans don't even know really that. Steve is really the whole thing of Maiden. Yeah, he's, he's the leader. He's the one who started it. He's the guy. Yeah. 
And yeah. when you look back on the original stuff, like back in the seventies or whatever it was, when they really, when he was really putting the band together and starting out, oh man, you see some of those guys, you think, like, what are they sounding like? Anything look like Judas <laughs> Priest? Like Judas Priest? So whoa, you know. But everybody coming out of the seventies, even like Scorpions, Lonesome Crow, that first album was very mm-hmm. psychedelic seventies yes, kind of sound, you know. But I'll tell you, man, I don't know if you guys have heard much of the new Judas Priest, but dude, man. Oh, dude. yeah, it's pretty you know, good. Those guys, yeah. Back when you were here in, like, in the 80s when you're listening to, like, Got Another Thing Coming, you never would have thought when these guys hit 72 years old they'd be putting out some of the best metal. <laughs> He's killing it. Yeah, it's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. They're showing everybody this is how you do it, man. I've listened to some of that stuff, and I'm so happy for them, man. Like, I'm just like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. so good to guys putting out such good stuff. Now I have seen Iron Maiden. I got to throw this out when Blaze Bailey was in the band, and it was a little different. They still put out a good show, but eh, I don't know. It just wasn't the same without Bruce. Yeah, his albums he did with those guys were not very good. It was the '90s, you know. Grunge was going on, and things have been like even Halford left Priest and things right, changed. Right, and you so used to the signature sound of things, you know what I mean? A lot of times that's usually a singer. I mean, you have very few bands where, like Eddie Van Halen, obviously it's such a signature sound of Van Halen. Mm-hmm. But like yes. most bands, you're going to hear, like even if Richard Sambor went off and did something else, it's not going to sing. But no matter what, when you hear John Bon Jovi, it's Bon Jovi, period. When you hear a right. signature, even like Andy Roth, right? You mm-hmm. listen to it and you go, that's like the voice of Van Halen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I love the stuff that they did with right. Sammy, but still... You know, as great as stuff as they did with Dave and Sammy, it really makes you realize that it really was Eddie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally agree. Song, but the strongest point was he had great solos and great rhythms and what he played. But, man, what, that's why Van Halen songs are still played so much today because they just were such great songwriters. Amen to that. You know, yeah. I got a funny story real quick. So we're in Germany in 2019. I'm backstage and I'm warming up my vocals and, uh, you know, just sitting back there and this dude comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, you know, just want to wish you good luck. And, you know, he's like, uh, I'll come back here and warm up with you. And he starts singing with me. And I look at him and I kind of recognize him, but I'm not sure who he is. And we're talking and then he's like, so are you going to play No Time? And I said, yeah, we're going to play No Time. And I go, oh, I go, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm Jimmy P. Brown. And he, he starts laughing and he hugs me and he goes, I know exactly who you are. And he goes, I'm Blaze Bailey. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. But here's the problem. This is what was even funnier. So he leaves. So I'll let you get ready because I know you're going up on the stage here in about five minutes. So I'll let you leave. And Glenn Rogers comes up to me and I go to Glenn. I go, who's Blaze Bailey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's funny. That's a good story. Holy crap. <laughs> wow. The people you run and, into. But I was just blown away that he actually knew one of our songs and wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. If you're looking for an honest, dependable auto repair facility, then look no further than Shady Smuts Garage. Whether your vehicle needs brakes, engine work, or just routine maintenance, the nephew of the Smuts can do it all. Located at 8049 Whites Road, Salina, Ohio, contact Daniel at 260-849-0915 to schedule quality work today. 260-849-0915. Hey, 
Hey guys, this is George Ochoa with the band Human Code and also Worldview, and you're listening to the Headbangers Vault. So, fellas, do you have any more albums you want to throw into the mix here? Oh, I know Larry does. Don't Let's talk again. Scorpions, dude, because you are a Scorpion Yeah, I love, well, just the Shaker Brothers in general and any guitar player, whether it's Uli Roth or Matthias, all the guitar players uh, Scorpions have yeah. great stuff. You know, one of the very classic records to me that, you know, I remember as a kid that my brother turned me on to was Strangers in the Night, UFO Live album. I mean, you listen to that guitar playing, I mean, it's just such great playing on that record. But any of that Scorpion stuff, any of those guys, you know, those German guitar players, they, all three of them were such great players, and mm-hmm. they're all still out there, so that's good. Is Uli from Germany? Mm-hmm. Well, because that's, that's a Nordic name. That's why. Or, 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 yeah. He's amazing, though. Did you have an album that really sticks out to you from the Scorpions? Well, the one that hit me... You know, being in high school is when, you know, because I didn't start playing guitar until, like, you know, right around the 1980, 81, early, like, that time frame of just getting into high school. And um, it was the Blackout album. Once I heard, like, No One Like You and I heard the guitar stuff in that, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, man, I want that, you know. Still can't do it, but I still want to Yeah, yeah. It's a classic staple. Because this album had a lot of good hits on it. He had Blackout. They toured probably like just on that record, man. Can't Live Without You. That's really good. You don't hear that too often. But what a great think that because he was having vocal issues ready to record this record almost with that would have been oh God, are you I've heard that because they brought Don Dawkin in because of his vocal issues but they I guess they said we'll pass because Klaus was getting better yeah working through the still those guys are in their 70s too most of these bands now are tuning a whole step down to make it easier for the singers. Okay, hey, you know, God bless them, whatever. You know what I mean? It's so great. <laughs> you know, those great classic songs we all grew up on. You yeah. Know, Even their newer release from the Scorpions was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy, did you have another you wanted to throw in? So are we just talking metal or are we just talking anything? Whatever. You throw it out. Ah, wow. I mean, you, you want know, to do Dolly Parton's new album, man. You can. <laughs> I mean, whatever you want, man. <laughs> I love Dolly Parton. <laughs> no, but I am going to throw something that me and Larry talk about a lot. I think, uh, and I think we talked about it on my last time on this podcast, but to me, one of the most unsung heroes of a great album is Presence from Led Zeppelin. Mm, I think okay. it's just yeah. one of the most brilliant records. I mean, just right when Achilles Last Stand opens it up, it's brilliant. Yeah, and mm-hmm. as far as like when you listen to the last track, like a T for one, you get serious guitar work. I mean, that is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Guitar work on that record is just great, you know. Yeah, that's got a lot of good tunes on it. It's a dark period for Zeppelin, but it, it's got a lot of feeling and emotion. Right. You know, a lot of it's yeah. like you guys said, too, man. There's so many songs that are so great to us as the fans that people don't, on the radio, don't get to hear. Because Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. you got all these putting out his singles and we like those songs too but you think man there's so many deep cuts on some of these records that are just so good and probably even better than some of those songs that they just don't get a chance right I, mean, that's I like totally agree yeah 
Yeah, people hear this stuff on the radio and they don't realize there's like just as good as songs on the whole out. I mean, you just got to keep going through it. It's crazy. I mean, that's what I love to do. It takes it harder now, right? Because nobody's really putting out actual records. Because back then, we would sit and listen to a whole record. Right. Now, we just download a song. And it's like, wow, you don't even get to experience the whole right. trip with the band. Yeah. Did you guys ever see Zeppelin in concert? No. No, I never got to. So I was hoping to before, you know, Bonzo ended up passing away. You know, and it was I've seen Jimmy with uh, the Black Crows and with Glenn go to that gig. The Green Peter? Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you know, I mean, it was what it was. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) now I've seen Jimmy Page and Robert Plant twice when they went on tour together in the mid late nineties, and it's pretty good. Plant Page stuff. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. The second time around, they were more rocking. The first time, it was with the Indianapolis Philharmonic, so it was a little different. Hmm. That would have been a little strange. Our seats were not good either for that first go around. <laughs> they really sucked. Ultimately, I would say probably Zeppelin is really is my, my if I had to pick any one band favorite band, which would be so hard to do because you got Pink Floyd and Sabbath and there's just all these different bands that are so, so great over the year. I just love all stuff, man. So let me let me let me ask you, Larry. Uh, oh, so Floyd, what's your favorite? Because my favorite Floyd album of all time is Animal. It's rude to pick any one record from bands sometimes. It's I know. It's so difficult to do that. Like, you know what I mean? Because then you put on the next record, you go, oh, no, no, it's this one. Go, well, well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves, everybody loves that in the wall. That's too. like I mean, number three. But see, Dark Side's like number four on my favorite. Okay. Oh, wow. you know? But for me, it's like you know, Animals, Wish You Were Here, Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Hart, Mother. I mean, you know, there's there's some great stuff, man. And I'm a big fan of the Sid years, too. I love Okay. The really bizarre kind of stuff that was really out there. Yeah, the experimental true LSD dropping. (laughs) Yeah, it surely was. (laughs) I really liked the Division Bell. I thought that was really cool. I seen those guys on tour with that album, and it was mind-blowing. Favorite concert I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know, those are one of those bands that you're going for an experience. Yeah. They're, They're taking a journey, a musical journey. You're not just going to listen to hit songs and, right. you know, which right. they have them, but it, they're going to take you on a trip. You yeah. Know? And, oh, yeah. You know, everybody downloading crap off of Spotify or whatever it is, you don't really get an actual experience much anymore, you know? Yeah. Right. People need to, like, go, like, they have these tribute guns uh, and Pink Floyd yeah. and all that. And those guys are pretty good. I mean, just yeah. experience the yes. music and experience that experience. I mean, really. Yeah. There is an all-female Iron Maiden band called the Iron Maidens, which I'd really love to see. Yeah, they're great. They really are. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they are living off of being Iron Maiden with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Boobs get you a long way. <laughs> but they really are good, though. No, like, they are they're awesome. Good. No, they're awesome yeah. musicians. They're, they're for real. Yeah, they don't look like L7. Yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> they are awesome. We got to go see those ladies sometime. Absolutely. I'd love to. It's great that bands like that keep the original bands kind of alive and in the in the loop for people, too, because you can't yeah. always get a chance to see Maiden. But right, when you get right. a chance to see Maiden, you're still getting the music and the booth, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Because that's... there's a lot of great 
tribute bands out there. There really are some good ones, man. You know, oh, absolutely. And, and, I have another album I got to throw in. This to me is the perfect no. album. It is right up there with no. Somewhere in Time. I think Jimmy, you may know this band. I talk about them a lot. This is Savior Machine. B1 does love this. I love this album. Uh, it's so funny you hearing my voice on that. Yeah, because you were part of this, weren't you? With the recording. Yeah, I'm hearing all my voice in the background there. <laughs> What's your take on this band, Jimmy? Well, I'm a, I'm an Eric Clayton. Yeah. And I, I love Eric. You know, he's obviously one of my dearest friends. And then I'm also good. I, I love I love his brother's writing, Jeff. Yes. Uh, so so I think it's I think that particular record is fantastic over all of them. Yeah, it uh, is. You know I you know I I know the Legend series like overtook Eric big time. Yeah. But uh, but if I had to choose one that I I say that is still a mainstay that I listen to, it's this one. I would agree, one hundred percent. I still spend this today in my stereo man cave room. <laughs> I actually got lucky and I seen these guys in concert over in Chicago. I think it was back in 1998. It was like, wow. It was oh. tremendous. Before they broke up. Yeah, I was pretty fortunate to see these guys. Absolutely. I guess they played at Cornerstone a few times, like an acoustic type of deal or something like that. We covered Zep, we covered Floyd, we covered Gorp, we covered Maiden, we covered Reich, and we had Bon Jovi. Now we have to pick the greatest thrash album of all time oh. that could come close than Slayer's Rain and Blood. Oh, wow. <laughs> 28 minutes of pure aggression. That is. Yeah. That is. You got to throw on Angel of Death. <laughs> all right, here we go. Throw it on. These guys are very thrash metal I'll tell you what, extreme what's messed up Jimmy is when I was in high school like like where we live is like you know church yeah we're definitely in the bible belt and uh you know I'd wear like Metallica stuff or Slayer stuff and they're like devil worshippers and, and it's, <laughs> it's just crazy to me I'm like you know, I told these people, I'm like, have you ever, like, listened to the music? And no, they haven't. They just, yeah, so it's just crazy that, you know, I'm talking to you, you know, from Deliverance, a Christian rock band, and I had to defend myself, and these people are, like, pushing you upon me. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. It, it, it is. It's just funny. <laughs> It's just funny to me. They're like pushing you, and like you love this. <laughs> so, so I mean, I don't know. It all just Dude, came, came back to it's around. It's a brilliant record, start to finish. And remember, I think I told you guys last time I was on your show. I grew up with these guys. You know, my yeah. sister was was in uh, English class and PE with yeah. Dave Lombardo. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's it's crazy. just hilarious. And I used to see them in backyard parties and and when they were playing Maiden and Sabbath covers. Oh, there's a band we forgot, Black Sabbath. Oh, wow. yeah. What album would we name? Wow, there's so many. I, 
Ozzy years would have to be Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Okay. You think, Larry? It's so hard to pick. It really is hard to pick records for me. A is, there, is, there a, is there a favorite Ozzy or a favorite Dio? Dio. Well, Dio did four records with him. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, he yeah. did. I thought, oh, that's right. The Humanizer, Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules. The Humanizer is an overlooked record. You're right. It's such a sick album. Yeah. Guitar tones are perfect. Drums are perfect. Everything's perfect on that. <laughs> if we had Manny on here, my God, he would be just talking your ear off nonstop about <laughs> about Sabbath. That's his favorite band of all time. I don't think he thinks any other music exists other than theirs and Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> now that we're on the Dio Black Sabbath version, I have to play a song that I just discovered a couple years ago. This song just smokes. It's called Turn Up the Night. This is Black Sabbath with Dio? Yes. This is off of Mob Rules. I fell in love with this song and I just can't stop listening to it. You guys know this song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just jams. That's good stuff. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I just say this is probably my favorite Dio song. Ozzy? Wow, there's just so many. No. There's so many. You know, I will say this about Rock. There are a host of amazing singers in rock and metal but whenever i think metal i think the voice of metal is ronnie james dio exactly. nobody comes up. yep i got Such to see dio i got to see dio that little five foot man <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you know there was an album called lock up the wolves that just kind of went under the radar well, for you know, some reason I, I i got that i think i still had that on columbia house mm-hmm. they sent that to me did oh not, wow columbia not, house that's yeah, awesome i did not order that i got that and you know what i need to go back and listen to that because i don't think i gave that album enough credit dream evil that's a good album i mean little sunset superman oh, yeah, that's good I mean, there's so many. Oh, yeah. After Lock Up the Wolves, not so much, but... I mean, did you guys have a Dio album that really stands out to you? Oh, man, I love the first two. The thing was Vivian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and it was recorded here in Nevada, in Reno. At a place really? called Granny's House, Lock Up the Wolves. Because they had a young guitar player that joined the band. It was like a really big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, and it was, I guess his name was Rowan Robertson. We thought it was Frank Goldie at first, but no, it's this Rowan Robertson. Okay. Guy. Actually, that. Man, I can tell you, <laughs> I don't know about every Dio album for me, but. I have so many albums I could just say are awesome to me, but yeah, we could be here all night, schmutz. <laughs> oh, we could oh. be. I think I think these guys are a little bit busier than we are. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to go home and yell at our kids to get their work done. 
Yeah, none of my kids are at home tonight, so I'll just go home and have a few drinks and listen to music. So <laughs> Maybe I better go to your house, but <laughs> You might want to. Check out Spare Time Lanes in Burn, Indiana for all your bowling needs. Lance and his crew serve up a meat lunch, dinner, and Friday breakfast with 16 beers, including craft beers, on tap. Brand new cooler and TVs for your sporting entertainment. So come on into Spare Time Lanes Monday through Saturday for some bowling action, great food, great beer, and all-around fun. And maybe drink a bush latte with the smuts. And any other albums here you guys want to throw out before we end this? Yeah, for one, Larry. Oh, man. You know, it's hard because, you know, playing guitar and being a guitar player, you tend to lean towards guitar records sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as far as records and bands it's just so much great stuff it's so hard to pick but you know right. for me in those early days everybody was either playing van halen or randy rhodes and everybody in the local parties and stuff we'd go to back then everybody was either sounded like randy rhodes or eddie van halen and i thought and i love both of those guys but i thought i just don't want to do that you know yeah, so right. mm-hmm. that's why i like the scorpion stuff and really like blues stuff like johnny winter and a big record Power, yeah Power. a big record for me was pat travers go for what you know that Ooh, live record okay huge you know for me that's such great guitar work on that's why i ripped off all my wall pedals <laughs> there's, there's so much stuff there was even a record that came out after that live album which was called crash and burn and there's a song snorting whiskey and drinking cocaine which oh yeah, was, yeah. Was a big, big hit for him too and it's just great guitar work on that record i love doing all that stuff <laughs> yeah, I, i'm joking i don't but Travers was a big influence on paul gilbert and you know there's a lot of guys that like now he's played at BMI also. Yes. I mean where yeah. Mortal Fest is. Yeah, he has. That's Pat Thrall with the so there, at that point there was two guitar players with Pat Travers of course and then Pat Thrall. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You know, there was um Tommy Alridge on drums who had played with basically yeah. everybody at some point. Yeah. Mm. He's still playing drums today even. Yeah, and he's 250 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he looked 250 years old back then. Yeah, he's he's, he's right staying there. young. And that man got a full head of hair, too. I wish yeah. I had that. He can still pull it off, though, man. He can have his, it, that's a, everything that, to be able to do that stuff. How old is Tommy Alders now? He's got to be in his 70s. Uh, yeah, I would say. He found out that Steve Perry from Journey that turned 75. There's no oh, yeah. way I would have thought he was. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, he is that old. That sucks. I mean, I wish those guys would get back together for sure. Yeah, one last little ditty. He's seventy-three. Aldridge is seventy-three. Mm. Okay. okay, and he can still slay the skins. Yeah, yeah, man, that guy is amazing. So when was he in Black Oak? Way back, yeah. That was. Oh wow, nineteen seventy-two to nineteen seventy-six. Yeah, gee, <laughs> a little bit ago. That's amazing. Yeah, he's one of those legendary rock drummers, that's for sure, man. Like, If you ever hear David Coverdale in his interviews, he just praises him like crazy. He just said he's just a monster on the drums. So. And I hear he's incredibly professional when he's in the studio. He does his thing and bails, you know. Mm. Mm. He played live with Ozzy, but he didn't actually play on the albums, right? No, it was Lee Kersley that was almost two records. Right. Okay. And Bob okay. You know, it's funny because, because even though, like, when we're talking about all this stuff, like with Tommy Allwood, who was with Pat Travers on some of that stuff, before Tommy Allwood got into it with Pat Travers, it was um, the drummer for Maiden. He just lost my, I just lost his name. Nico. Nico McBrain. Yeah, Nico McBrain. Nico, okay. Oh. 
Oh, no kidding. He was? Yeah. The early foot. And he's up there. He's got the you know, fedora hat on or something. Like that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You know, we were talking about earlier, me and Larry, another great band. I, well, you know, it's, it's so funny because when you first heard them, you're thinking, oh, God, these guys are totally stupid. But their guitar player was what made them was the cars. Yeah, I yes. love the cars. Those yeah. guys are pretty influential, too, when they first came out because nobody was really doing what they were doing. Right. Yeah, he's a great guitar player. Yeah, I love the cars, yeah. man. They, they're they awesome. Yeah, because they're amazing, man. Good yeah. stuff. You know, they're, they're okay. so that, that really is like even talking about great records. That first record, like you say, man, it's through and through is yeah. great. Yes, know? it is. I know I used to like looking at the album covers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's actually, actually how I became a Roxy Music fan. Was I just those all those album covers? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and I have to say, living in the Midwest, I'd also like to throw out John Cougar Mellencamp. Uh huh. That is a classic yes. album. That's good. Oh album. yeah, for sure. My mom and dad were big fans of John mm-hmm. Mellencamp. And I love him, too. I mean, just yeah. not his political views, but yeah. <laughs> I, I won't get into that. It's just good music, man. When you listen to some of that stuff like that, you know, it's just it takes you to a good place, and it's just fun, mm-hmm. good time stuff. Absolutely. Yes. I don't know. We might have to do this again because there's so many good albums. Yeah. See, I know you guys are busy, so if you guys would do this again, if not, it's fine. And uh, Oh, we'd love to. Yeah, well, you, you caught us right on a break. Because we've been tracking this morning, but uh, I knew we had this, and it was cool. It's fortuitous that Larry was able to join us today. Yeah, that's, yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Larry. Thank you. So the more the merrier. That's yeah. what we like on the yeah. Headbangers Vote. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. We'd like to thank you guys for coming on here. Oh, man. Anytime, bro. You, I told you that. Anytime. I love yeah. it. You well, guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. To yeah. Talk with. You guys know more music than ever. See, that's the album cover <laughs> I fell in love with. My Roxy music. I'm showing Larry. <laughs> yeah, we're we're big music geeks. So no, we have we been since we've we been kids. It. We love music. We got some more and coming up. You guys up. know all spectrums of it too. We should do a country music day one day. Hey, I've been when you wanting. Guys were thinking about Bob didn't he do like a country type song? Yes, back in the- and I've been wanting to do rockers that have a country album. Yes, we're going to do that. When I first heard that song, I was like, wait a minute. This Bon Jovi and I'm listening because you can tell his voice, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it had Absolutely. that. Country, I thought, oh my God, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard by him. Yeah, it, it, he he really for somebody to go into a different little feel and genre yeah. of music and still write such good that that like you say that was their thing and they just the really good yeah. songwriters. Yeah. Absolutely, great. Have you ever heard of the band Lit? They were a big band in the mid '90s. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my own worst enemy. Yeah, um, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, coming through the <laughs> and whatever. They have a country album. Oh, really? Wow. The funny thing about that is, so my brother's wife, her sister, I think the singer and the guitar player are brothers. Mm-hmm. So they're, okay, her, yeah. they're her nephews. Oh, wow. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah. That's, That's like, crazy. It's a I small world. Like, I love tidbit information like that. <laughs> yeah, Larry's a wealth of knowledge with stuff, too. But they have an awesome country album. Said that they were doing country, but I never heard any of it. Oh, I'll tell you what. Every song on it is good, and I think they might have wrote some that some country artists did do it. Really? Okay. So I'm I'm pretty sure. But that whole country album is awesome. I'll stand out by a campfire and drink beer at night and listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and I will. Okay. I'm not even joking. <laughs> okay, just not tonight. 
Well, not tonight. It's too cold. But Modern country is kind of crap. I like old-timey country myself. Yeah, this is kind of modern country, but it's a pretty good okay. album. I'm pretty impressed. There's a lot of stuff out there like that. You know, with, uh, Brad Paisley's a great guitar player, too. Uh, so oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for me, it's just like I think when you start putting rap on top of all this stuff, it just degrades. The music, yes, it man. does. So try to mix all that stuff in there. It's like. You know, they got their own everything else. Get your own Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stay out of the Hall of Fame. Right. I yeah, agree. I, I totally do too. Agree. Just go ahead and do your hip hop stuff. <laughs> Which is good, man. Like, I'll listen to it. I have nothing. I did some great stuff. I'm not saying that it's all, you know. But, no, but you're, just, you're not You're not saying it's not good. You're just saying yeah, have their own stuff. And, I, and let it be a thing, like, you know. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I guess we may have to do this episode now. You I, guys, I want to. I want to do. Be interested. I, I want to do bands that have country. a country album. Okay, it's a date. Yeah, I want to yeah. do that. We're holding you to that. We will have you guys on for that here in the yeah. near future. Yeah, for sure. Oh, please. Yeah, when you think about it, there's a lot of metal guitar players that are, can really do a lot of that great chicken picking stuff, like Zach Wild and John Five. Those oh, guys yeah. are really. Terrible country that licks would be a metal guy's big time that'll be awesome i'm actually kind of excited because i've been <laughs> i've been actually wanting to do this for a long time oh uh, that's awesome let's do it that'd okay. be great man <laughs> i'd right. love to we'll be giving you guys a call here soon All right. and, and now you got larry on here too man yeah. so i'm gonna i'll forward larry's info to you too because larry's awesome man you guys agree. I yeah, larry. yeah definitely yeah <laughs> We want to He's do so that. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, you shouldn't have to. <laughs> All right, fellas, we will let you guys go here. Smuts has got to get yeah. home to his music and his beer and his food. <laughs> there you go, beer, yeah. food, beer. Yeah, and not probably in that order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. We, yeah, thank we, you. we appreciate it. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. thanks, Jenny so and Larry. Much. We appreciate it. Yep, definitely appreciate. It. Get your country rockers in order here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're gonna get that list together. I can't wait. I've been wanting to do that for so long. <laughs> yeah, break out the cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get I'll get my cowboy hat on. <laughs> like right on. All right, guys. Talk to country man, rockers, guys man. Were, those guys were awesome. Jimmy threw us a little. A nugget tonight. Yeah, he delivered. And he did. And that's awesome. Um, they're recording. Something so, to look forward to. Yep, yep. And George gave us a little nugget. Yeah, so. So we'll you see what's here happening here. On the Headbangers Vault. We'll see what's happening here. Check us out on Spotify, Podbean, and all that good stuff. And what Nikki Lane says. If it's too loud, you're too old. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Keep rocking out there, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts, B1 Bomb and The Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. Jimmy, are you okay? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. We just had a bunch of... Uh, we had a little glitch in the system yeah, here. Yeah, something going on there. I was like... <laughs> oh. <laughs>